All right, welcome to Under Pressure Sports. We thank you for joining us. This is going to be season one, episode one. We're just going to talk about current things that are going on in the NFL. Um, I'm Zach Picorni. I'm AJ Foltz. And I'm Mike Siler. And uh, let's get it started. What's our, uh, what are we talking about here today? All right, so some topics that we're going to be coming over today is uh, the heat going around Tua and Ryan Fitzmagic. Uh, we got some talk about Julio Jones and uh, Matt Ryan, whether they're going to get shot before the trade deadline. We got worthy quarterbacks going on. Is Todd Gurley a bust? And uh, what the true, what's really going on with the Browns? All right, let's get it started. Uh, I think the good spot to start is Tua. All right. Um, my thing with Tua is that last game he came out past for what he had two attempts for nine yards. Yeah. I don't really know how that was enough to uh, take his spot over Ryan Fitzmagic. I I think. Fitzpatrick's a great quarterback. He had a, a little bit of a flawed game going into week one, or uh, last week. I believe he threw, what, two, three picks? Something like that, yeah. And uh, I don't know, man. I mean, Who, Fitzpatrick? Yeah, Fitzpatrick had two picks. Two picks, two yeah. Picks. So, I don't know, man. Granted, it is a pretty bad defense in the Jets' defense. It's, uh, it's a little bit arguable to throw that many picks against a defense that isn't as great as that. But I don't know, though. We were, when we were on the way here, we were just talking about, you know, how – when Baker Mayfield came in and he took over the starting position for the Browns, it was because Tyrod Taylor got hurt and they needed Baker to come in. And when Justin Herbert this year came in and he had to come in for a hurt Tyrod Taylor, which is ironic that it is him again. Both, yeah. But, you know, like Fitzmagic is still fine. He's He was producing. And and I saw somebody on, on Twitter and there was a lot of people speculating that, you know, Tua's 1-0. Tua came in when they were up by 30-plus points. There's Not, no reason. Yeah. He didn't do anything in that game. Certainly. He was in the he was in the game for five minutes. He didn't really do much of anything in that game. And I just think that, you know, it's it's sad to see because it might be the end of, you know, an era with Fitzpatrick, and you never know if he's going to get picked up again or if this might be, you know, him calling it a career. Up until this point, I want to add that he had 1,500 yards in the season. Oh, I lost my spot here. I apologize, you guys. I had 1,500 yards in the season, 10 touchdowns on 7 picks, and a QBR of 79.6, which yards he's 12th, touchdowns he's 13th. With the interceptions, I think that's the big thing with him at 7, and I think the team was ready to go to the rookie. But like he mentioned, that there was no injury, no, nothing really alarming, and they won the game. And they're going to the bye this week. I don't know. I don't know if I really trust the decision to bring in Tua, but I, I think they see a bright future in the kid, and... Hopefully they're right because this quarterback isn't a bad quarterback, and I'm pretty sure in fantasy aspects he was top eight, I believe, going into this week at least. Seventh. Seventh. Seventh, so. yeah. I don't know, man. What do you think? I definitely think they're jumping the gun on putting two in. I, it's just too fast. If they really think that Fitzpatrick isn't performing to his best, the best of his ability, then play it out for another Two weeks at, like, but to at put least in a rookie. to just jump on a rookie that fast and throw him in the game. He like Tua might not even be ready. Yeah, he looked phenomenal in college, but with the, the injury, yeah, that's a good too. point. The, the injury, injury, the injury. In yeah. Too. So that brings it up. So so if you're a fantasy owner of he Fitzpatrick, what do you do? Do you keep him or do you sell him? Because if Tua gets hurt again, who and you know he's injured. I have Fitz on my team. I'm I'm selling him. I I know that. Um, they're bringing in Tua, and that's not exactly the whole reason why I'm getting rid of him. I also think that him losing a starting spot is going to bring down his morale like crazy. And he's going to – I mean, yeah, he, he, there's two ways he could take it. He could either get down on himself 
and like you were saying, call it a career, or he can use it to light a fire underneath him, and he could go off. Well, in the video, when he first came out of the game, they were showing him, and he was he was pumped up. He was ready to go. He was happy for Tua. He was getting the crowd involved. You know, he was. And they said that he's he, one of the best teammates you can have. Right, but he also thought at that time. I mean, he's not going to yeah, say that something in public. And he thought at the time, he's like, we're up by 35. Yeah. We don't need, like, they're just putting him in for garbage time. Yeah, that's a good point. I per- I didn't think they were going to, I when I heard the news about them starting to, I was kind of taken aback, and I was kind of reminiscing on how Fitzpatrick really didn't do anything wrong, so to speak. He just kind of lost his job because of garbage time. Worst time. <laughs> the worst time. Speaking of garbage time, I'd love to add top two wide receivers in uh, garbage time currently right now. Number one, Justin, Justin Jefferson. And number two, Adam Thielen. Both Vikings receivers. What do you guys think about that? talk about Justin Jefferson. Tried to trade for him in fantasy today, and my trade was rejected. So... Don't want to talk about that. I have a hard time putting. You can't, you can't say their top two receivers are both just garbage time receivers. Though. No, the statistics no, say. The statistics was, say. But like, statistically speaking, the most amount of points. So the way it's recorded is seventh. If you're down by 17 points going into the second half, that's considered garbage time points. And Justin Jefferson and Adam Thielen are one and two. Okay, so the Vikings losing makes them garbage time receivers. Yep. Yeah. Why aren't they just clutch? Because they're not winning. Because okay, they have a bad defense. You know, you, know, you know what I'm saying? Like, you like Thielen's clearly good. I think he's definitely uh, with a better team. Personally, I think he would be definitely wide receiver two for a team. He could easily be and make a huge impact. Just because the Vikings are losing in the third quarter every single game, I wouldn't call them. Garbage time receivers, but I mean, I understand the, like what they're saying. I that is think. true. I, I I think it's interesting thinking about the garbage time receivers aspect because if you go through and look, I don't have the statistics up. I should have them up, but I don't. Kirk Cousins can't stop throwing interceptions. Cannot. He cannot stop. <laughs> he literally thinks he's playing for the What's other team. What's his QBR? He's got to be. I'd love to know. I would love to know. Kirk Cousins QBR. But I mean, yeah, it's it's. Even though you're saying that they're garbage and the stats show they're garbage time receivers, they in different situations they could be big time players. But I mean, you never know because Kirk Cousins is too busy throwing to the Captain opposing Kirk, team's coach. Man. Captain Kirk, <laughs> gotta love him. One of my buddies is from Minnesota, and he always talks about how Kirk Cousins is just ruining his life. Just every every Sunday waking up and getting excited for the Vikings to play, and then you see that, and it's just... 47. His QBR is 28th in the league. So Who's below him? I'm curious. Oh, I'd love to... Here, let me see if I can figure that out. Probably Tua. Hey, man, Tua, two for two for nine yards, man. Give the man a, some credit. Oh, man. I do want to add, though, that Kirk Cousins is not... He's tied for eighth in touchdowns, and that's also sharing some wealth with Dalvin Cook. Yeah, but he's 11 touchdowns, 10 interceptions. That is a terrible ratio to have. He's the worst in the league for that. That's one pick for every touchdown you throw, and that's not winning games at all. But to get back to the Fitz Magic thing, um, QB QB waiver wire quarterbacks to pick up would probably be uh, Justin Herbert. Is a good option. Tannehill. Ryan Tannehill. Tannehill. Ryan Tannehill. That's why I'm making a move. What is your, right I now. want to hear your guys' opinion on Ryan Tannehill. Going off right now. I, the guy. Yeah, can't, can't say enough good about the guys. 
I he's mean, playing very well. And the Titans in general are playing very well. Would Titan- you consider him an elite quarterback? Yeah. I would definitely consider it. I, would, I definitely think they're older. Top 32. 132. Where do you want to come Starting quarterbacks right now. Six. Six? Six. Who's, top, who's, five, who's the five of them? Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson. For sure. Pat Mahomes. Pat Mahomes. Yeah. Lamar Jackson. Even though I, I'm always on the fence about Lamar Jackson, I, I'm one of the people that he's really believes that he's a running quarterback, so I don't think that he's a true quarterback. So I'm going to I'm gonna put him in the top three, but I it's... Not a true Aaron quarterback yet for you, huh? Aaron Rodgers. I don't think so. Ah. Rodgers, rough week. He did have a rough very rough week. week. It, yeah. They dropped seven spots in the power rankings, so I'm, I'm interested to see where they go from here because... Kyler Murray, maybe... Kyler Murray, I he's, play, he's playing very well. Okay, he's probably my favorite a quarterback. Though. Kyler Murray, fantasy impact wise, is great. Okay, but you look at him like as a great quarterback. Do you really have him top six? Because you may seem, you may feel that fantasy may sway people into deciding that a quarterback is better than another via just fantasy. But you have to, you have to look at different stats besides just their fantasy points they put up. They may not get the rushing touchdowns. Right, rushing but yards. the thing is, is like we were, we were in an era of pocket passer quarterbacks. Okay. Now all those guys are getting old. Ben Roethlisberger, Aaron Rodgers, Drew Brees. Those guys are all pocket passers, and they were never really runners. Tom Brady, they were never really runners. Tom Brady has, what, two rushing touchdowns his whole career or something stupid like that? I don't know that. Let me look that up. Or like 18 rushing yards. Some some dumb stat. stat. He's a QB QB sneak king, though. Uh, yeah, I guess. So, so one of the dudes that he mentioned, if you're going to name the top six, is Ben Roethlisberger up there now. The Steelers are 5-0. and uh, Unfortunately, as much as I... His skill binge- positions are carrying him. I, like I, think. I think it's the rack. I think I think rack carries Ben in that situation. Uh, to give you my top five above him, if I were to have him at six, which I'm not, I don't really know where I'd exactly put him, but I would definitely put. I would Russell just say Wilson. somewhere around yeah, there. Yeah, around six. It's a good rough spot. I'd probably have Russell Wilson, Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen. See, I'm I'm indifferent about Josh Allen. I don't know. I think the Bills. I I think that. The Bills and the Browns are in a, a similar position right now. They're both four and two. Browns fans are panicking, and the Bills fans are all calm. But I think that the next couple of weeks are going to decide whether or not we should panic about both teams or not. Because, you know, Josh Allen might have been going off for a couple of weeks, but you know, if he faces a good team, are they really truly good, or is he going to crumble when it's when it matters most? That's it. Yeah. See, I don't know about. I don't. It's a t- it's a tough argument, man, because. I feel like the difference between the Bills and the Browns is the simple factor that they're very good at very different things, but they're both an overall good team. The Bills do not run the ball. Simply, they're not good at it. Zach Moss and Devin Singletary together, they're a decent tandem, I'd say, at best. But then you look at probably the best backfield in the NFL and Nick Chubb Chubb and Kareem Hunt. Granted, I do not give... Against their opinions, I do not give Nick Chubb as much respect as they wish I did. He's top ten. I think he's. We, me and uh, Connor from work were talking about this today. Who are top? Well, we started with top five and started moving on. But I think Nick Chubb was sitting somewhere around six for me because you got to think Derrick Henry, Dalvin Cook, Alvin Kamara. But though, but Connor. Was so in also, any specific order, you want to give your top running back in the league right now? My top run, like running back in the league. Is Derrick Henry? He he's an all-around beast, but the thing is, is when you're looking Discredit at discredit Chris McCaffrey so fast. It's it's hard to say anything about him because he hasn't he hasn't hasn't put, played hasn't I know. the field. Here's my thing. But he's a receiving back, and I was just about it's to make that point. Guy. I was about to make that point. I would put impact like 
impact-wise, I would say Alvin Kamara is better than Derrick Henry. I would say that like those receiving slash running backs definitely make a bigger impact on the game because it's much harder for a defense to cover a flat route from a running back who runs a 4-4-40 than it is to jam the gaps and stop Derrick Henry. But Derrick Henry's still performing just as good as all those other guys, and he's not a receiving back. And that's what makes him the best, my top running back in the league right now. I just think that too many people are so quick to change their judgment. I think that I agree. before Nick Chubb got hurt and before Christian McCaffrey got hurt, it was all at Christian the start McCaffrey. of the season, it's going to be your top three are going to be Christian McCaffrey, Saquon Barkley, and Alvin Kamara in that order. Because nobody, everyone was like, oh, well, Derrick Henry, you're going to expect him to drop off a little bit. Well, then all of the guys that are in front of him that you think are all hurt, and now he's the best. So it's, it's, he's the best at this time, but if everybody was healthy right now, I don't think Derrick Henry's the top running back in the league. Okay, so then you say people are, hot, are quick to hop off bandwagons. I know it's been a li- little bit longer than a couple weeks or whatever it is, but if you flash back to about, I'd say, two years ago, a man named Le'Veon Bell was top of the list. Granted, I personally have a nice little saying that Adam Gase's time should not count against the player because he is by far the worst coach in the He's NFL. He's a player killer. Yeah, he, he, he takes players onto his roster and kills their career. Kills their career. You look at my biggest example with that, I don't want to go too deep into details, but the number one guy I'd say on that list is Robbie Anderson. At least fantasy impact-wise, Robbie Anderson's a top ten receiver right now in fantasy aspects, and the guy had did not look great on the Jets. Did not. So then you look at a player like Le'Veon Bell, who's now getting an opportunity with a great offense and a very, very great quarterback. Where do you where do you do you have Le'Veon Bell in your top ten, at least prediction wise for the rest of the year? Yeah, I, I mean I do personally. See if you're looking at fantasy projections and if you're looking at if you should pick him up, I think it's worth a risk. But you're taking a guy that was in Pittsburgh and then Ruined the locker room, and then a guy that was in New York, and he's was it Le'Veon, who, has a, has was it Le'Veon who ruined the locker room? Or was it Antonio Brown? That's what you got. Well, I think they're a double, they're a double whammy in that situation. So I think Pittsburgh's locker room was ruined in part of Le'Veon Bell's antics. But then he, you don't really know if he's a locker room trouble anymore because he's been battling injuries, so he's had to humble himself. Right. So he hasn't really been able to like show out and be arrogant as he usually is. No, absolutely. So, so I just I just think that arrogant, huh? With how dude, I'm just saying, <laughs> I, I, I agree I agree. I just like to hear your input. I just think that if he comes into KC with the mindset that he's had throughout the rest of his career and if he performs the way that he performed when he was in Pittsburgh, I think that he could very well ruin that locker room and you could see that to be the demise of the Kansas City Chiefs. And the demise. And here's my big thing. word. Is that a bold prediction? A bold prediction? I think so because here I was. I think Andy Reid gets rid of him before he causes too much turmoil. Andy Reid should have never allowed them to pick him up. They have Clyde Edwards-Alaire, who has also, and this is back to the conversation of why would you why would you put Tua in over Fitzpatrick because he's not doing anything bad. You got a guy in Clyde Edwards-Alaire who has, is bursting onto the scene, is going to be in the question for Rookie of the Year at the end of the year, and you're just going to bring in Le'Veon Bell and cut his snaps. Speaking of rookie of the year, we'll get to that at a later point. But I, I love that. I love that you have that opinion on Clyde Edwards-Alaire. Uh, my opinion on Clyde is that the kid's a stud. You, you got to leave him in the game. Last week he proved it against a, not exactly the best run defense. I, I won't say it. The Bills' aren't, run defense isn't that great. But you have to – and it was a rainy day. The passing offense was a little bit slower. But, dude, Clyde looked good. Clyde looked good. And that's got to be something where 
I think in the locker room, Clyde, not that he's going to confront a coach or anything, but the coach are going to realize, do we just pull this guy out that has so much potential in him and we just let him keep going out there, or do we take the chance on Le'Veon Bell? I think it's going to be a committee, and whoever starts to inch forward in it will take the more snaps and move forward with it. And it's hard for me to say that Le'Veon's just going to walk in there and take it, but I think of as of right now, at least career-wise, it's hard to get, put that against Clyde, but Le'Veon does have a very good career behind him. And I think he has a little bit of edge going forward with that. I think they should just split snaps, like almost to the T, almost exact split snaps. Whoever's performing better gets starts earning majority of the snaps. So like the Rams, how they do the hot hand between Darrell Henderson, Cam Akers, well, yeah, and yeah, yeah. Brown. Like, I, it's, but see, that, play that kills. On. So play when, who's when do you take that in a fantasy aspect? Do you, how do you feel about starting Clyde and Le'Veon Bell? Who do you start? Who do you start either? They're both like an RB two option. If I'm a, if I'm eyes. a fantasy owner with Clyde, I'm gonna be panicking a little bit over these next couple weeks. I'll be honest. I'm gonna be panicking. Was well, it a good sign after this week? If, if if was it a good sign after this week? This was this week a good sign for Clyde owners though. Do you think this is a, a week where he kind of proved himself to take a little bit more of an edge back from Le'Veon Bell? Well, I mean, so it's, it's just it's gonna depend on how they use Le'Veon Bell in this situation. So if they if the Kansas City Chiefs who are an overall better team than the Cleveland Browns. The Cleveland Browns have arguably one of the best, if not the best, backfields in the NFL. The way they use Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt when both are healthy, if they decide to do that type of offense when Le'Veon Bell arrives in Kansas City, I think the Kansas City Chiefs are going to win out the rest of the year and they're going to go for another Super Bowl. I just don't... like Because so Clyde Edwards-Alaire ran for, what was it, 160 yards this week? He didn't find the end zone. So are they going to use Le'Veon Bell as a a red zone zone back? But he's a receiving back. That's the issue. That's... They don't have exactly and necessarily a power back. They they re, they have a, a great elusive runner in Clyde, and they have almost. A, I guess you can consider Le'Veon a little bit more of a power back, but he's a receiving back at the end of the day. Dude caught passes. That's that's his that's his cup of tea, man. The dude goes out there catches passes, and that's the like. So maybe they play them situationally instead of right. s- splitting. I think snaps, Le'Veon, They play them my situationally. My going which forward is, is that Le'Veon will be do. the third down back. I think Le'Veon will be in for third down and very he's a bully passing. Yeah. He's a bully back. He can power his way. He's a good after contact and runner. Just, you don't know what the like when he's on the field. You don't know whether they're going to run or pass. The right. difference with Clyde is Clyde's a great passing back too. But Le'Veon's he's top, not as much of a Le'Veon's threat. top five passing back in the league. But a lot of teams don't know a lot about Clyde. I like that fact. He is he is a rookie. He is, he's fresh. He's, he's a rookie. fresh. He's a rookie. Very, not very a lot of and you have the film obviously from the first six weeks that you've had this year, but like. You don't have all of that, you know, data to look at and all the film to watch. I mean, he could he could burst onto the scene and be a, a receiving back next week. Absolutely. You just don't know. It just depends on how they use him. I like the I like the pickup because I I think Le'Veon Bell deserves another chance. I just out of the three teams that he was rumored to go to, I think the Kansas City one was kind of was kind of weird for me. As I was looking at, the, so he's on complex right now, and in the sports category, they're talking about their top. 10 running backs, I think. Yeah. And I thought it was interesting. They said Zeke at number one. Zeke's had four fumbles in the past three games. Two fumbles, I think, on Two back fumbles back yesterday. Possessions. Back yesterday. Back 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 yeah, yeah. Great. I'm, it, but he hasn't been performing as I struggle with as because well. It's hard to even defend him because that Cardinals defense is banged up. Chandler Jones, their best left outside linebacker, out for the season. Didn't even play that game. So he's having... A banged up run defense and a pretty decent secondary, I'd say. Not best, not worst. Patrick Peterson's still a great player. I'm not going to discredit him. But this is not a game where Zeke should be fumbling twice, especially on back-to-back possessions. And but to, to his defense, the team looked horrible. 
Right. In every aspect. They got the Cowboys destroyed. have been looking the Cowboys, the Cowboys' morale is low. They just lost their quarterback for the season, if not his entire career. They have Andy Dalton backing up who... I was just looking at fantasy before we started this. Deshaun, or uh, not Deshaun Watson, Dak Prescott... Still leads in, in passing yards. Well, no, I was going to say... True. He was dropped in yeah. 99% of leagues. Obviously, he's hurt, but like going from almost 100% rostered to 1% rostered... Like that's uh, it's just crazy. No, 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 I know. Yeah, I know. It's, it's just so, dumb. It's just yeah, interesting, it's interesting to see, to like, at, you know, see how yeah. like one week no, he's just gone. And I noticed that Fitzpatrick went from like rostered on like forty percent of leagues or something like that to seventy. So like showing that people who drop Dak. Pick up Fitzpatrick, and now 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 and I'm not a fan of the Broncos, but I like what they try to do with the offense at the beginning of the year, bringing in Melvin Gordon. I like the I like the youth in that offense. I like I love Noah Fant, great player, but. The, the offense is really banged up. The defense is insanely banged up. I say leave him. He's not worth it. I don't think there's anything to come from him. Um, Speaking from personal experience, I had to bench Cam Newton because he got COVID-19, and I picked up Justin Herbert. That is probably the best waiver wire pickup you will have this year. Justin Herbert performed very well for me. He nearly won me Herbert's two weeks in a row. What does that do with What does that do with players like Mike Williams and Keenan Allen as their receivers? And I, especially with Eckler out too, it's going to rely more heavy on the passing game. Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. Do you think can Keenan how Keenan Allen stay, stay healthy? healthy? The back spasms, man. Stay healthy. So what does that leave Mike Williams then as the number one receiver if Keenan's out yet again? <sighs> I don't. I don't. And think he's he could... and he's a waiver wire pickup. Wait, who? Mike Williams. Okay. Oh. I don't think you can count on Keenan Allen being hurt. I mean, yeah, I, he, he's questionable as of right now. But even if, if he does get, I I have him on my team. When we were watching the uh, Chargers game the other day, first possession, first drive, took it down the field, scored a touchdown. He got me twelve points on the first drive of the game. He got hurt that drive. He he got or he started having the back spasms in the end zone when he after he caught the ball. Still got me twelve points. But imagine if he was there for the rest of that game. That's yeah. that's a yeah. big game for Keenan Allen, and that he's missing out on. It's a risk you have. That it's a risk you're taking. If I'm an owner of Keenan Allen, I'm keeping him. I'm not gonna. I haven't even thought of dropping him. Yeah, no. keep keep Keenan Allen. I, I'm not convinced that this is going to be anything serious. Now, if it was something like a an MCL or ACL sprain or a tear, like obviously it's different. But I don't think that. I mean, back spasms can be treated week to week. Absolutely. Joe Mixon questionable currently. Uh, Gio Bernard, great waiver wire pickup if he stays out. I'll add that. Do you think the Bengals' backfield has aged too much and they're both past their peak and they're not going to produce? Joe Mixon's still young, man. So so this brings to an interesting topic, actually. This is is an ongoing, I wouldn't call it an argument. This is maybe such a disagreement. So when you have a banged-up backfield or an older backfield that can't adjust to... Today's NFL, you have a new quarterback that's new to the NFL and a rookie of Joe Burrow, and he's throwing 45 to 60 times a game. And then you have an offense like Baker Getting Mayfield's beat up offense. While doing it. You have an offense like Baker Mayfield's offense where they have an insane backfield even when Nick Chubb is hurt or even when Kareem Hunt is hurt now that we've just discovered that 
Higgins and Dearness Johnson can take some of the load too. Yeah, I can't believe so, I, I did hear that Kareem Hunt's banged up a little bit. So it's so when you look at it, it's kind of an argument of whether you think that Baker Mayfield doesn't throw enough, or if you think that Joe Burrow throws too much because he has so little to work with in the backfield. I don't know. I'm not. A, I'm not a Kareem, or I'm not a Joe Mixon believer. I don't. I don't believe in Joe Mixon anymore. I think that ship has sailed. He's on his decline. I don't like Joe Mixon. Really? I wouldn't pick him. I didn't pick him. I can't believe that a lot of people do still. It's just, he hasn't proved anything for me. To well, for me, I have personally to completely contradict you, and I apologize. I have Joe Mixon still in my top ten running backs. You're? He's in your top ten. He's in my top ten. Who? Who are? Who like? Like the Dalvin Cooks, the Aaron Jones, like who are you taking out to put Joe Mixon? Like who who's not in your top ten? That would be in your typical top ten. Like if we were to say a top ten, who who would I who's who's like far or just close? Who's like my notable name that's not in it? Like well, yeah, but like who would we say that would not be in yours? Like who's maybe one Chris of those? Carson? Chris, 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 so you're okay. So you're gonna pick Chris. Chris Car- Carson's pro- at my eight spot when we were talking about it. Chris today. Carson's probably at my eleven or twelve. Really? Yeah. So you're because taking you, Joe so Mixon over Chris maybe, Carson. So maybe in the fantasy aspect, absolutely not. But if you want to consider my top running backs outside of fantasy, completely disregarded, you gotta have Saquon Barkley still in there. See, that's another situation. I don't know, dude. I think he could come back at terrible. I'm just saying, I don't think he hasn't proved he's terrible. I can't Saquon I know. Barkley cannot stay on the field. I'm not taking a running back. I'm not taking a wide receiver, running back, a quarterback, anybody, even on the defense. I'm not taking anybody on my team that can't stay healthy. I, I, everybody believes in Saquon Barkley. Saquon Barkley is probably the strongest running back we will see in a long time. But you would think that him and all of his antics that he shows when he works out and all this heavy weight that he's lifting, you would think that he has stronger bone structure and tendon structure he just can't stay on the field absolutely and i, I would i would probably keep him in the top 10 but when but if you're going to go through and say like your top three running backs are saquon barkley christian mccaffrey and alvin kamara two of those guys can't stay on the field all right so top five fantasy running backs currently oh, i apologize as of week six as of past week six about to go into week seven zeke and then derrick henry Oh, it oh his rank is number one so is Alvin Kamara. Alvin Kamara. Two is Which, Ezekiel Elliott. That's, that's mainly because he's receiving back. He's getting he's getting more touches, touches in, notice, a different, notice in a different it's way. Same, it's noticed it's the same with Zeke though. Zeke is a very much a passing back. Aaron Jones, Dalvin Cook, Derrick Henry, Mike Davis. That's a notable name. What a, what a fantasy owners of Mike Davis do now that Christian McCaffrey is arguably he was already ruled out this week, but next week is there anything any notable names to pick up? They, past? they play on Thursday next week, so do they push it or do they just keep him out for that game? I think they're keeping him out this game for to have him ready for that game is what I'm what under, that's what when I was when I was reading when I was reading the news today. You know how they do the on on the fantasy app they do like the spinners or whatever they're called. Where it's like like a what if situation. Yeah. They were talking about um, since Mike Davis is performing these like very well. Um, do they just keep McCaffrey out and wait till he's one hundred and ten percent, or do they put him in when he's a hundred on Thursday and r- risk a possible another injury or something of the sort? You know what I mean? I agree with what you're saying. I do. Um, if I'm a fantasy owner of Mike Davis, I'm not. 
I'm not going to take him out this week. I think that. Oh no, it's not this week. Certainly, he's. I'm not going to take him out next week. I'm not convinced that Christian McCaffrey is going to come back with a vengeance. I'm not convinced. I don't think that in his first week back, they're going to be comfortable giving him every snap. I don't think he's going to be running back number one. I think that he's they're going to work him back and ease him back. Now maybe if he shows signs that he's 100% healthy again, but you never know. He was hurt decently bad, so. I mean, he could react. Yeah, but they're giving him plenty of time to come back, and I think the team is ready for him to come back. Look, I'm I, ready for him to come back too. I need, I need some more excitement to watch you know, highlights after all the games on Sunday. Those Panthers games. And um, I have Christian McCaffrey on my fantasy team. But then you look at it; the Panthers were 0 and 2 with with him, and then they were they reeled off three wins without him. They now they just lost to the Bears, but you know, they, team, they were doing well without him. So that that offense becomes scarier when the Christian Bears McCaffrey wait too back. long to be good, dude. I need to start. <laughs> I need to see them start performing in the. First half, they're five and one. I do want to bring all up another, second half wins. They're it's five crazy to me. I do want to bring up another player to you guys, and I want to see where your guys' opinions land. I have DeAndre Swift, rookie running back out of Detroit. Any opinions? He had, as of last week, a very large game. I could pull up his, his exact statistics for you right now. He had. Um, oh, I apologize. This one personally hurts, by the way, as I traded him to Mike over here in fantasy because <laughs> I didn't believe in him after week two. I should have kept him at least on my bench to see him progress further. Very, uh, it was a silly trade. So, so far on the season, he has 26 attempts. Or, no, that's not right. I 2020, yeah. 26 attempts, 158 yards. That can't be right. Then maybe it's not updated through this week, but before, at least before. Dude, no, there's no way. Hmm. Go ahead. Keep what, what were you saying, Zach, about the backfield with Adrian Peterson? Two, splitting the carries? I'm not. This is me, my biased opinion because I sold, but I'm I'm not ready to give DeAndre Swift more starting snaps. job. I'm not ready to give it to him. I mean, yeah, you have Adrian Peterson. He looks who, great. He looks great, but he's still a rookie. You know what I mean? I I wouldn't put him. He's not even close to the echelon that Clyde is in. All right. So previously, before this game, his highest rushing yards is 22 in a game, and his highest receiving is 60, and that was Week Two against Green Bay. Um, touchdown wise, he's got three, four on the year, and two coming last week with 116 yards and 14 attempts. Look, I think against, he's a good player against a bang, a pretty banged up Jags defense. defense. Horrible Jags defense, correct? Yeah, a terrible Jags <laughs> defense. Mike is a Jags fan. If anybody was wondering, Mike is a Jags fan. So everybody give him a little bit of a hard time about Gardner Minshew as he thinks he's better than Baker, but we won't, we won't even get into that today. <laughs> yeah, there's no. We won't even get into that today. But um, We will drop a poll on, for you Spotify listeners, we will drop a poll below this segment, and you guys can vote on that because I am interested. Yeah. See where you guys land on that. Um, I feel like everyone who's not from Cleveland might say. Gardner? Look, dude, Gardner. all I'm saying is this is my argument, and I know you can't, like, it's a, it's a pure team-based. Like, I know that, if you have a bad defense, it's going to be harder for your offense to perform, and vice versa. It's just not going to it's not going to mesh well. I look at it from the perspective of the Jaguars were in the AFC Championship game in 2017, correct? Correct. The Jaguars were one game away from being in the Super Bowl. And one game removed, yeah. It, when you are a game the next season, when Nick Foles got hurt with his collarbone injury, you take him out of that season and you plug in Gardner Minshew. The Jaguars went from a game almost in the Super Bowl to being completely irrelevant. Well, this is two years removed. This because it was 2017. Then 2018, 19 was not the Nick Foles. 19, 20 was Foles. Even a year. 
Compl- yeah. They went from Super Bowl so, yeah. contender to yeah. completely and then Blake irrelevant. Bortles, we gave Blake Bortles another shot, didn't play well. Then we released Blake Bortles, we signed Nick Foles, Nick Foles broke his collarbone. Week one, signed Gardner Minshew, played very well, very well. I don't remember the statistic exactly, but I believe it was eight weeks without an interception. QBR was fantastic, he looked great. Um, he's efficient, but he's, he's not doing enough to win games. But then it's back to the point where, so even if it's a year removed, the Jags went from a Super Bowl contender to being completely irrelevant and the laughing stock of the league. The Browns, in back-to-back seasons, went 1-31, which they are the all-time laughing stock of the league. You take Tyrod Taylor and you get him hurt, and then you plug in Baker Mayfield. The Browns are right there. The Browns are 10th in the power rankings. They're a top-15 team regardless of wherever you rank them in your power rankings on different, uh, different websites. The Browns are relevant again. I, and I know you, you're going to say, well, Gardner throws more, and Baker's more of a Baker's a better facilitator. Baker facilitates the Browns' offense much better than Gardner facilitates his offense. I think it's less of Baker's ability to facilitate and more of teams' fear of the run that gives Baker more opportunity. So my opinion on that is when Baker has such a dual threat in his backfield that every down the team has forced to put at least five to six players in the box to stop the run, that leaves less guys in the secondary. And it's just at least five to six. Typically, there's seven, maybe even eight, and three to four guys in the secondary. And when you force him to do that, then that opens the field up a lot more for Baker. And I'm just not seeing enough out of Baker on these seven to eight guys in the box rushing to stop the run. I'm not seeing enough out of Baker, in my opinion. I, I feel like he should be playing better for the amount of run. Like, it's a lot more pressure. It's less people in the secondary. He has got great receivers and great threats, and it just doesn't seem like it's enough. There's lo- like these guys he's throwing to are not bums by any means. Odell Beckham Jr., Jarvis Landry, Austin Hooper, Nick Chubb, Kareem Hunt. This is a this is a powerhouse offense. Can we agree? Yeah. Yeah. Absolute powerhouse offense. This is like one of the best offenses we've seen in years. At least on paper. Can we agree? Yeah. So so then. Up until this week when Baker was playing banged up and did not have the greatest week ever, he had the highest QBR in the AFC North. QBR, sure. But I'm not going to credit – not to sound disrespectful, but I don't want to credit to him because before this week, the teams he had faced are the Ravens, great matchup, great team. It should have been a much closer game than it was. Can we agree? That, looked, that was a horrible outing for them. I wouldn't say it should be much closer. I mean, it's week one. They had no preseason because of COVID-19. It's just, it's You're getting back into the swing of things. I think that any any team needs It was time. a wake-up call. It was definitely a wake-up call. I mean, I think that this last game with Pittsburgh was more of a wake-up call, but it's just, you know... Pittsburgh? It happens every year. Browns fans and, and media gets too high on the Browns, and then, you know, they bring us back to earth when our thoughts. <laughs> I, but I, I, yeah. I definitely think the Steelers... Getting to Baker, like someone had a hand on Baker almost Our every time. Yeah. But that's that Pittsburgh defense, man. That's right. a brutal uh, defense. Powerhouse of defense. Which, which brings me to another point. I wanted to bring this up. I was having this conversation with him earlier. I'd love to bring you in on it. Does defense win championships in yes. the NFL currently still today? Because I know back in previous years, you look back on these great defenses like Baltimore Ravens, and it, the, the list goes on and on. But now in this futuristic football, where it's very pass-heavy and it's very high-paced, does defense still win the championships? I would say I would say it still does. I think it depends on the defense, and I think it depends on the coaching style of it. But I would say yeah, it does. Yeah, I think, I think that because it's a so. It, so who's your Super Bowl winner this year? Then I'd love to hear. 
Are we going purely based on the best defense in the league? No, no, no. You're just personal. In, in, that, in that aspect, it would have to be the Buccaneers. Uh, Buccaneers. Buccaneers defense is fantastic. They've actually the, got up the second less amount of rushing yards too. The Buccaneers defense is fantastic, but are you are you coupling that with the with the good offense? Are you saying like who out of the best teams overall has yes, the best defense? Correct. The Pittsburgh Steelers. The Pittsburgh Steelers easily have the scariest team in the NFL. You have holes in the Chiefs, not very many. But you have holes in the Chiefs. Sure. The, okay. the Steelers. You the, can't the game stop. against the Raiders did not look well. Tell, tell me how you stop the. Tell me how you stop the Steelers. Because so you have you have offense weapons of James Conner, which you is have, the balance part, which is why I said defense doesn't win championships. Right. So right, okay, so I might change my opinion then because I don't know if defense purely does because you have to have a balance. not purely. You have to. Have but a you can't win without so a good defense. You right. No, no, no. You definitely I, can't. Earlier win. when we were talking about it, I I never once said that you could win without a good defense. Like. Clearly, you need a defense to right. be able to keep the other team from scoring. Like that's right. just pure logic. But without weapons on offense, you're also not going to win games. Without Chase Claypool scoring four touchdowns a game, yeah. you're not. See, you're not going to be. But it's but it's winning like, games. So on the Pittsburgh's defense, you have you have Bud Dupree coming at you. How are you going to stop Bud Dupree? You don't. And here's the thing about Bud Dupree because I was actually having this with one of my buddies. This conversation. You think about Bud Dupree and the great season he's having, right? I, I'm a fan of him. I like what he's doing. But I also struggle to give him complete credit because you have to think about it this way. If you're an offensive, if you're a coach setting up your offensive line against this type of stellar defense, if there's one player on that defensive line who you're putting two guys against, who is it? TJ Cam Hayward. TJ Watt. Oh. It's a great player, though. Still a very great player. My opinion on Cam Hayward has completely diminished. I think he's a dirty player. But continue. Whether so he's dirty, player, not, he dirty, dirty or not, he's he gets the job done. He's fantastic. He, yeah. he, in my mind, is a present-day Vontaze. The point Burfix. that there's two people to talk about. Vontaze Burfix fixes strikes. That's a, that's a stretch. M- he's, he's dirty. The Dominican Sanu or whatever his name is? The Dominican Sanu? Yeah, him. I don't know. The, he's so, he was so but bad I'll let you continue. that I don't even know I'll his name. Get... He's horrible. Wait, I'll, let, I'll, let you, uh, I'll let you continue But the that fact thing. that we can name three people that you have to worry about if you're that right. offensive line is just proving that. But you can see in that game, I was watching... They take two offensive linemen and strictly swing hit them out on TJ Watt. Now you have Bud Dupree, Cam Hayward, and one, maybe quite a few more, depending on if they blitz that down or not. You have three more linemen and maybe a tight end, depending on formation, to stop the other three guys, and Bud Dupree is one of them. And I'm telling you right now, Bud Dupree's not one of the greatest in the league, but you definitely need more than one guy to stop him. Here's my thing he on that. I wouldn't say he's a one lot of the greatest times in one v one. He's definitely going to get paid. He's one hundred percent getting paid. It, it might be he's even from the Steelers. Impact. He is, and whether that's because people three. are forgetting about him because they're worried about their D right. line. Either yeah. way, he's still making just the perfect amount of impact that he needs to be for the Steelers to be considered the way they are. Yeah, like the Steelers have a top five, if not a top three defense, and he's a top three player on that defense right so now. So I want to bring up another thing then. You guys talked about Baker Mayfield's QBR, which I granted you guys did bring up the fact that he got injured, but he was not injured the whole game. Yes, he was. He entered week six. He entered week but six. But if you're actually... You Bru- bruised ribs. But if you enter the game injured... You're not injured until you come out. In my opinion, if you're healthy enough to start the week, you're well, not you're, injured. Okay, but was, okay, but, but was he healthy, healthy enough to start the week, or was yes. he healthy enough for the Browns to panic and say, we are not ready to start Case Keenum? 
It's, it's the, because the Browns, it doesn't matter how much they're panicking about whether you, who you're starting. It's the fact that you look out for your quarterback's well-being, which I feel like Cleveland Brown, Cleveland will do in this situation that they have that much faith in Baker Mayfield. They would sit him the week, regardless of his situation of health, if he was even on the fence. So I feel like Baker was telling the facility and telling the team that he's ready to go. He goes into this game. He puts up a 5.5 QBR. But it, but here you got to take this into account. Who are, what two teams are we talking about? We're not talking about a Jags versus Eagles. We're not talking about a Bucks versus whoever else in the league. We're talking about one of the longest rivalries in sports. Absolutely, and I agree with that, that point, but it is week five. Or week six. But it's, all, it's, a, it's it one of the biggest six. rivalry in sports. It's a division matchup. If I'm Baker Mayfield and I'm matchup, hurt, but if I'm Baker Mayfield and I'm hurt, I'm still playing that game. As long no, as I can walk. You're not missing that game. As long as I can walk. Under no As long as I can move my arms like this in the quarterback motion, I'm playing that game, dude. And he did. And he didn't play well. And you see how. And he got banged up on basically every single play because our what about offensive the week line. Before, how do you do the week before? Like QBR wise, what was his QBR the week before when we played the Colts? Because I'm interested to see how much down. of a difference it was. My prediction is somewhere Cowboys, in the Cowboys. I apologize, but we could look at the Cowboys. Maybe, Maybe, Cowboys. Cowboys was a very. I think Baker played well in that game. Baker did not oh, throw an interception o- that game. Odell also. So, I think that's that a good thing. Odell. To look at. Odell also made a huge impact that game against the Cowboys. So I will say, no disrespect to any Browns fans out there, that the best throw on the Cleveland Browns team has been made in this game against the Cowboys. And it was not by Baker Mayfield. Any You're objection? saying it was by Jarvis, Jarvis Landry. Landry. Right. So, so, was it not a beautiful pass? So here's beautiful, my beautiful, question. Beautiful pass, but like dude. that's probably the nicest. Play. That's probably arguably the nicest play in the NFL dude. currently right now. Arguably. So the here's my question. Play. Here's my question. So we argue about this daily. Absolutely. Argue about this if not weekly. It's definitely daily. <laughs> How are right. you gonna say? Like you're only saying this out of spite. A spite for what? Out of oh. spite for Baker Mayfield and. and <laughs> Two people that you know personally. Oh no! Well that Absolutely, there's a little bit of it. But right. You have to understand the fact that that is also true. Are you so, Are you going to deny it? I'm just going to say this. I hope James Robinson throws a, a touchdown next week, and we can say the same thing to you. It's just a trick play. It doesn't matter. You it was know, 50 open, yards. Odell Beckham was open. It was he 50 open. yards. He was open. But it was 50 yards. Baker makes that throw too. How does Baker not make that throw? I don't know, man. He probably throws a pick. He throws a pick. <laughs> <laughs> All I'm saying is Gardner Minshew would not start on my high school team. <laughs> Come on, though. We both know that's not the oh, truth. All right. So I'm going to get into another topic. We have, uh, with Miles Sanders up this week, Boston Scott, the backup. Pick him up. That's what I'm saying. He's getting the touches. He's, he's going to. He's going to get the touches. Over the last or last season against the Giants, which is his matchup this week, he put up 264 yards and four touchdowns against them last year. And between both games, which neither of those games, I don't know how they went. I don't know exactly. But over the two matchups, it was 264 yards and four touchdowns. Is that a must-start this week? RB2? Maybe RB2, maybe a flex? Maybe, maybe a flex. Because, I mean, you can't just go off last year and expect him to perform yeah, the same this absolutely. year. Absolutely. It's a different offense. Carson Wentz does not look the same. Ertz is out. Dallas Goddard's out. Almost all the receivers could, are out. Could give Boston Scott more touches, though. Correct. But Which it's also, could mean he makes a bigger game. impact. For sure. It, it's I would, it's I would a chance thing. He's here. a 95% for me comfortable start. I would start him. I wouldn't. I don't know if I would make him my RB1. Maybe I'm just, for your fantasy team. Okay. <laughs> 
<laughs> I'll remember that when you want to trade for Dalvin Cook. <laughs> He's banged up though. Or uh, Alexander Madison. Everyone had the high hopes for him last week. Nothing. Perform no. That, that's a yeah. different offense. I mean, I mean, the team's not good in general, but that's just a different offense and a different different beast with Dalvin Cook in it. Dalvin Cook removed that that team probably goes two and fourteen. This is interesting. There's a segment by Stephen A. Smith on on uh, first take saying, "Should the Browns give up give up on Baker Mayfield?" I'll have to watch that later. Um, I'm curious. Yeah, you'll have to tell me because as I'm a curious, Browns fan. Stephen A. Smith also just—he's uh, a very radical person. He just says. I was never really high on Baker to begin with. When the Browns picked Baker, I wasn't one of those people that were like, "Oh, up in arms, like let's go, like we're gonna win the Super Bowl." I thought he had potential. I liked what he did in college. I liked what he did in college against my Ohio State Buckeyes. But like, I was never one of the. I I thought we had different. We had better options. But you know, now that he's here, I mean, why not root for him? Like, why would we? Why would we pray on his downfall? It's not like he's bad either. Like Look, he he gave us hope. Yeah. With, without with like he brought the Browns back to relevancy. He has led the Browns back to relevancy. Whether anybody likes to admit it or not, whether how many throws, how many passes he attempts a game, he is one of, if not the reason, the Browns are back to relevancy. And I know the Browns have different weapons now that they didn't have, such as Jarvis Landry, Odell Beckham, Nick Chubb. Right. But it's not to cut you short. But I do want to get to this before we end here. Um, who are the winners? This week, who, what team showed you a little bit glimpse of the hope, or what team kept proving that their hope is still there? And who's the losers this week? Who are you starting to lose a little bit more respect towards? What is your winner and loser teams this week? Mine, my winner, is going to be the Atlanta Falcons. Granted, they didn't beat the, the best team in the Vikings, but they put up 40 points. And granted, they can put, they've been putting up 40 points all week, but this is with a brand new head coach, and the defense played well. And this is something we have not seen out of the Falcons yet. This is their first dominant defensive performance all year. And if that can keep up, I like their odds moving forward. And the loser this week, I hate to say it because I hate this is the way that the outcome of the game went, but it's the Packers. Ooh, I thought he was going to say the Browns. The Browns too. I, but we, I mean, we all Browns. expected the Browns to lose. Yeah. That was, was going to be a hard I game. I did the Browns to lose. The, the Pittsburgh Steelers are a very tough matchup. I don't want to discredit the Browns too much. It was just the, the lack of, like, there was no, it didn't seem like the Browns had any motivation to even be on the field that game. That was that's where I kind of lost with them. If they like play, it didn't look like anybody, not a single player, was like really playing their heart out in that game. It just looked up. They gave up. It looked like they gave up very early, very early. Which granted, they had maybe they had a reason to. They were getting pancaked immediately. But yeah. it just didn't. I mean, look did like the game open up 10-0. 10-0 in the first yeah. five minutes. And yeah, it's, it's it, a tough. A pick six from Mika Fitzpatrick, which by the way is a top. Top tier defensive been, back in the league. He's been underperforming though. Mika underperforming Fitz- what as- aspect? Minka Fitzpatrick isn't. I mean, he's maybe, part of the maybe best statistically one. wise, but I mean, I statistically think, wise for sure. I mean, if we're looking, but at he has that name. I think when you're if you're a quarterback, right? He's, he's definitely a, got the name. I he's got the name. You're, and you're not throwing. He's got the hut. He's like a Jalen Ramsey. You're not throwing towards either of those guys, and Absolutely. if you are, you're you're Stephon Gilmore. You're holding your breath. You can have those guys in there, right? So, I mean, I like Minka. I like the entire Pittsburgh defense. I'm just saying I think that for how good the Steelers' defense is, it's, a, it's kind of alarming. I, maybe not alarming. It's kind of shocking that Minka hasn't done as much as he did last year or even, you know, prior. Makes sense. I just don't think – I mean, I think that he, he's definitely still a top player on that defense. It's just – Right. I would like to see more out of him for me to give him a, you know. Absolutely. And your winners, your winners and losers, Zach? 
my winner of the week has to be the Pittsburgh Steelers. I know that it's it's not saying a lot, maybe, that they beat the Cleveland Browns. Absolutely, it's, but it's, it's a big win. It's a big win. It's a it, win. it proves that, you know, you see the Browns, and the Browns are in, like, this echelon. And the Browns can beat this pool of teams that are, like, on the fence of the playoffs or, like, a late seed in the playoffs. Yeah. But then you have, like, this team's, like, the Chiefs, the Ravens, the Steelers. And when the Steelers beat Titans the Browns, who are a team in this echelon, they're just proving further that they belong in this they're echelon. They're elite. They're elite. Yeah. They're an elite team. I think that with how Baltimore beat the Browns and how, likewise, the Steelers beat the Browns, I think that that just proves that both of those teams belong it in the top of your list for the week. So I'm going to give my winners of the week to the Steelers. My losers of the week, I'm going to give to the Packers. The Packers definitely proved that they have a lot of things to improve on. I think that Aaron Rodgers, don't Shit, panic. Aaron Rodgers is going to be fine. He, he had a bad game. He should He's going to be fine. Aaron Rodgers, don't. If you own him in fantasy, don't panic. He's going to be fine. And the Absolutely. Is- He's a, still a great player. Just a horrible week. And yeah. to further upon the Buccaneers topic, that Buccaneers defense is fantastic. It's nothing to take to heart, especially you Packers fans. Tom Brady's still the GOAT. Sorry, you guys. Tom That's- Brady's the GOAT. And for you, winners and losers of the week? Um, My loser, obviously, has to be the Packers, too. There's just... They should, really? They should have been there. They should have, they should have made that happen. I was disappointed in that matchup, man. I thought that would be a much better game, and it just wasn't. It wasn't. That was supposed to be arguably the game of the week. And, and the Packers looked horrible. Uh, Aaron Rodgers had two first half, half interceptions. Yeah. No, he played but very you can't play like that. And Devontae Adams back especially. Aaron Jones still healthy as ever. Yeah, That should, should have been a much better game. It, it disappointed me. And my winners for the week, not necessarily a winner, but someone I'd like to see stay hot, as hot as they are, the Titans. I've been. I was a Titans fan when Chris Johnson was there, and then I was like, "Oh, I'm from Cleveland. I better root for the Browns." I, I'm a diehard Browns fan, but the Titans have always had a special spot in my heart because, I mean, yeah, I guess it was a little bandwagon, but Chris Johnson was my favorite player at the time, so I started liking the Titans, and er, now Titans. It, it, er. it it just feel it just feels good to like see them do good after they struggled near. I mean, not as bad as the Browns, but. During the Marcus Mariota days, it was kind of looking kind of glim. Yeah, was, yeah. Looking yeah. All right, exactly. so I'm going to bring this up. How do you guys feel about the performance from the Arizona Cardinals? To wrap this up, um, how do you take it? I mean, we got to end with our picks. Our picks for our yeah, yeah, yeah. win-loss predictions. Oh, absolutely. Projections for the week. But um, I have the schedule right here, so we can do that after. Arizona Cardinals, Dallas, any input? Or just kind of how we expected it to happen and move forward? I just see when, like I said before, it's like the different national lines of teams. You have... You have a team like the Cardinals, who I would put in the same kind of category. I don't think they're an elite team yet. I think really, I think they have potential. Really? They're working there. The Cardinals they're very potential. close. They're a very good team. The okay. Cardinals, after the next few weeks, could very well be in the elite category. I think Kyler okay. Murray and that entire offense. He has DeAndre Hopkins. It's it's a different beast. I just think that the Browns and the Cardinals performed the same against the Cowboys, and now the Cardinals have a better defense. Mm-hmm. So it didn't, you know, allow the Cowboys to come back in that game. I don't. I personally, after the Browns won, I thought differently. I was like, oh, well, everyone was saying if the Browns win, it's going to be the Browns are legit because it's the Cowboys. And then everyone was like, oh, no, the Cowboys are bad. Well, I kind of adopted the thought like, okay, the Cowboys are bad, so I'm not giving the Browns as much credit as they should have gotten. So I'm not going to give the Cardinals the credit. I don't think that... No, absolutely. It's, it's I, agree. I agree with that aspect. Beat. I agree with that conversation. And that's kind of you tagging along with the idea of this is how this game should have played out. Yeah, the Cardinals are a much better team. 100%. And the Cowboys are falling off. Yeah, I would say the Cowboys are definitely playing. So, Cowboys winning the division this year? That is the worst division in football I've ever seen in my entire life. I it's don't... Been that, and this this is a consistent thing with yeah. this division. It's, Nobody steps up. Can we agree that the Browns division is 
the toughest division in the league. Ravens, Steelers. See, I would give it Besides to the Bengals, the Browns are a contender this year. And obviously the Ravens and the Steelers are both powerhouses. There's houses. always one upset of the division, though. I wonder but, it's, but it's not the case. Them on that. It's not the case because when you look at... Hold on. Give me one second, everybody. When you look at the right NFC up. West, yep. the NFC West has 49ers, no Rams, team below 500. 49ers, Rams, Seattle, And that Cardinals. brings me to an, my final It's a great point, division. Final point and on losers. I say the Rams... Rams are losers for me this week too. I I would double them, double them with the losers. I but don't Jimmy Garoppolo looked great. Jimmy Garoppolo looked great in this game. If Jimmy Garoppolo can play consistent. Week. I think he, how poorly he played last week, I considering he was injured, ankle injury. On Twitter, they were claiming that he couldn't even play on his back foot. It's hard. It's hard. But after that poor of a performance, your starting line or your starting job has to be at risk at least at, to some degree. And he stepped up and made it. Prove that he is still an elite quarterback. And this is why when you get into this conversation of like who's like who is a winner, who's a loser, who's the best team, who, who which is the best division, you can't even say that like, oh, the Rams are a loser because the, this division is so good. It's a very good the division. The 49ers look bad on paper, but the 49ers are the a good team. The 49ers look bad on paper now past injuries. Right. If that defense was the same, I will say this directly to the camera, if that defense was still completely healthy... They would be the top team in the division, if not second. That 49ers team made the Super Bowl last year. Let's not discredit them. We need to give them their dues. They earned that top spot. And I just think Seattle came like a bat out of hell, man. Seattle wants that spot back. Russell they had Wilson it. They want MVP. it back. Russell Wilson, Russell Wilson for MVP. 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 Through week six, MVP. All right, so let's get to our pick. All right, yeah, our pick. So Thursday night matchup this week, Giants versus the Eagles. I'm going to go Philadelphia in that one. I think being in Philly, Philly's looked good, man, the last two weeks. Baltimore and Steelers, that's two rough matchups. They lost both, unfortunately. But on the bright side, they're both close games, and they look great in both of them. Now without Miles Sanders, is a little rough, but I think Philly still comes up on top. I can agree. I take I take Philly in that game. I don't have any, any faith whatsoever in Carson Wentz, but I'm taking Philly in the game. I'm taking Philly, too. Same reasons they both said. All right, so then we move on to Pittsburgh versus Tennessee. Good game. We'll start with you over Very there. good game. Well, it's going to be a hard one. I am going to go out on a limb here. I truly believe that Derrick Henry is going to absolutely obliterate that Steelers I defense. Hope really? I, I the, hope so. The Titans are going to win. I really? think it's going to be a low-scoring game. I think the Titans are going to win. Really? Over-under points for both, I'm saying 30. Okay. Low-scoring game. Titans. I'm I'm going with Titans too. I I wow. I mean not necessarily that I don't know. If if Pittsburgh can shut down Derrick Henry, then I give it to Pittsburgh. If Derrick Henry gets hot and stays hot, Tennessee's taking that game 100. percent Boy's not gonna love this prediction. Be the I'm outsider. I am the outsider of this one. I'm going Pittsburgh. That run defense is fantastic. I believe that Ryan Tannehill, without the aspect of the fear of Derrick Henry, does not play as well. And if I I think that there's, if there's two teams in this NFL that could just at least slow Derrick Henry down enough to win the game, it's Tampa Bay and it's Pittsburgh. Yeah, I agree. I think I, and I think Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh looks great, man. And they, they I'm not going to discredit this Tennessee defense, but I think that Pittsburgh's youthy offense with a veteran quarterback right. looks great. Right. And I think they're going to win this game. I mean, albeit the Browns were thought Chubb, they had still Kareem Hunt. And the Steelers, you saw what they did to Kareem Hunt in the run game. 
I, it's on the fence. I'm sticking with my Titans prediction, but I, I think the Steelers have a very good chance to win this. I, I would agree with that. <laughs> Man, they do. Kirk Cousins is dirty. All right. Next matchup is the Cowboys versus the Washington football team. Te- uh, terrible matchup. I don't even care who wins. <laughs> um, I personally but could Cowboys. not possibly care any less about this game. However, I will say, my dude Chase Young, I'm going with the Washington football team. They really? Need He's going to eat, dude. Really? He's going to need a name, but I'm going with the football team. Two sacks, at least. So who do you have? Who, who do you have? You have. I said Dallas at first because I'd like to see Zeke go off, but dude, Chase Chase Young's just a powerhouse. Is Chase Young back. And Chase Young. Chase Young's, Chase Young's back. back. Chase Young's back. You got to remember, I'm, Dallas is also. I'm going to go Washington football team. I'm going to Washington football team. Washington yeah, football team. Chase Young's going to eat him up. Yep. Turn him into a spaghetti noodle. With an already it's terrible over. offensive line and a and a quarterback that doesn't really know yet how to move throughout that entire pocket. Yeah. I'm taking. I'm taking. Washington football team, man. Mike, prediction? I hate to be this guy. Wow. Cowboys. He's I'm going Dallas. Look, wow. If there is one team that Andy Dalton is going to beat, it's going to be Washington. Look, the guy has something to prove now. He played horribly. Granted, it was a better team, but he played horribly. I think Ezekiel Elliott's going to have something to prove now after the two fumbles on consecutive drives last week. And I think this defense needs to decide when they're going to show up. And being week seven, there's no excuses past this point. There, there really isn't. Ex- there was no excuse past like week three. There's no excuse for this defense to be this horrible. So I think to this point, there's a struggling Josh Allen who averages about two turnovers a game, whether it's fumbling if he didn't lose it or lost it, and interceptions. Kyle Allen, I said probably, I said Josh, didn't I? Uh, Kyle Allen averages about two turnovers a game. This guy is horrible. So, I'm going Dallas. I think Dallas defense can find a way to get it done in this game. All right. Buffalo at the Jets. I don't even think we need commentary on this one. I have. I think I just read it. The point differential for the Jets is worse than both of the Cleveland Browns when they went 0-16 and the 0-8 Lions. It is worse by almost They double. haven't won yet, right? They have not. The Jets? Not even close. I, I'm going Buffalo. Please do not even debate this. I'm going Buffalo. Shut up. <laughs> I feel I feel horrible for you Jets fans because this is all Adam Gase's fault, but I'm going Buffalo. I, here's my thing for the rest of the segments. I swear, I thought for you the rest of the segments, no matter who they play, I'm going the opposition against the Jets. The Jets are terrible. It's horrible odds, but there are some bad teams, and the Jets, I don't think the Jets are the next Browns. I don't think they go on 16. I think they pull out somewhere. I, I just, just definitely not this somewhere. week. Somewhere, yeah, no, not Sam this Darnold week. Sam Darnold needs out. That's all I got to say. They're going to kill him. They're going to kill Sam Darnold. And I, dude... Sam Darnold needs to be on a good team. If Sam Darnold was on a good team, he would be he would be top ten. All right, all right. Let's go on to next. Um, Carolina at New Orleans. Wow, good matchup. Good matchup. I'll start. I'll start this one. Okay. I am going to predict the upset, and I'm going to go Carolina in New Orleans. I think that I I like I like what the Panthers are doing. They have plenty of receivers: been DJ Moore, Robbie Anderson, Curtis Samuel. It's a great, good. It's a great receiver core, and I like what they're doing with Teddy Bridgewater. And I think that team's just getting warmed up. And I think it's a big game for them, divisional matchup, and they want to prove that they belong somewhere in this league. And the game before Christian McCaffrey comes back, Mike Davis still looks good. He's got something to prove if he still wants snaps pass when Christian McCaffrey comes back. I think it's an overall huge game, and it means more to the Panthers than it does New Orleans. I'm picking New Carolina on this one. Did you? I'm going with Carolina too. If CMC was 
going to be back this week. It would be 100% Carolina. But even considering that he's not going to be back, I still am going Carolina. I really think it could happen. New Orleans has not looked as good as they have in the past, and I yeah, might be the end of an era. I don't know. All right. Uh, my childhood favorite team, besides the Browns, is the New Orleans Saints. I hate to say it. I do think that the Carolina Panthers are playing well. I think that Mike Davis has something to prove. Oh, he wants three-way to keep sweep on the I'm taking the New Under Orleans dog. Saints. I'm taking wow. the New Orleans Saints. No. I think no. expect, expect big things from Alvin Kamara right. this week. Expect big things. He's gonna he's it's gonna pull up. Player, great he's gonna pull up. Green Bay at Houston. I don't even think this needs to be talked about. Deshaun Watson, just like Sam Dardle, needs to get out. I will always pick the opposition. The Texans are terrible. My pick is Green Bay. My pick is also Green Bay. Um Aaron Rodgers, he's got I'm not that he's in danger of losing his spot or anything, but Something to he's he's a he's a legacy quarterback. He needs to be able to prove in and out that he's a legacy quarterback. He's got something to prove this week. Following this past performance, he's he's gonna go off, and uh, that's why I am choosing the Packers. Really, Mike? <sighs> Man, you guys are no fun. I'm taking Houston, and here is why. The last couple games, you look at Houston, they have lost to Pittsburgh, tough team to beat. They have lost to Tennessee. Want to know something about both those teams? They're undefeated. They beat Jacksonville when they definitely should win. Minnesota, though. They lost to Baltimore. Another very hard game. They have arguably, out of the top five games, or the first five games, arguably one of the hardest schedules. The Vikings, they should have won that they game. They should have beat the Vikings, and I agree. But Dalvin Cook had a great game. And the run defense is a little lack, but I don't know, man. I have a feeling in this game wow. that Deshaun Watson is here to prove something. Okay. And he doesn't want to give the up on The whole team's morale has, I mean, playing a schedule like that, your, mor- your morale is going to be down. It's heartbreaking, but it's I still have faith, hard to play I still good faith in David bad. Johnson. David Johnson is a great back. They got banged up. He was amazing for the Cardinals. It, can anybody disagree? Amazing. And I think, slowly but surely, he's going to get back in the groove and get back to that player. Now, how long he stays back to that player, who knows. But I think his goal is to get back there. And I think he'll do it. This is a, he went for Houston. Cleveland at Cincinnati. Cleveland. 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 I go. I don't no think, need no need for I don't think anybody even Bengals, wants to talk about the Bengals. I, the Bengals the Bengals struggle just for tackling. I think if Kareem Hunt plays this game, Kareem Hunt bold prediction of the week for me. By the way, two hundred yards. <laughs> really, one fifty. One fifty. is not even. I was going to say one hundred twenty-five and two touchdowns. One fifty is not even a stretch, man. I'm saying I'm not. Kareem I can't, Hunt. I can't go that high. I think one twenty-five is even a stretch. If it's Nick Chubb. If it's Nick, Nick Chubb, Chubb's going for 150. Nick Chubb's going for 200 yards against that Bengals team. Oh, yeah. Nick Chubb's... They're not right, even we need to stop talking up. about the Bengals. They're just not a good team. Keep not going. Good. Detroit Browns. at Atlanta. I'm going with my boys. I went to school in Michigan. For my boys back home, I'm picking the Detroit Lions. I like the Detroit Lions. I think that DeAndre Swift... Swift is going to have another big game, especially against the Falcons team that's struggling, albeit they did win this past week. I don't think that Matty Ice and Julio can keep it going. I don't think. Yep. I'm picking Atlanta this time. They're putting up enough points to beat a team like the Lions. You hopping on the bandwagon or not just – do you think it's a good matchup? I just, I just think it's a good matchup. I just think that the Falcons are going to pull it out. Well, 
for news for all of you guys, I'm hopping on this bandwagon. I'm ready to see the Falcons play great again. Not too far removed from the year they went to the Super Bowl. I'm ready to see this team get back to business. Todd Gurley, huge ad. That defense needs to get it together, and that offense has been great for as long as I can remember. I am going Atlanta, and this is going to be a long stretch for Atlanta. Atlanta's getting back to the team I used to know. This is a game I really want to see. Arizona or Seattle at Arizona. Arguably the game of the week. Arguably. Like I said before, guys. Russell Wilson, MVP. Russell Wilson's the MVP. But, got to pick an upset. Uh, I'm going the Arizona Cardinals. I, I think Kyler Murray comes to play. Kyler Murray's a big-time player, and it's a big-time game. I think Kyler Murray's got it. I think it's a Cardinals. High scoring. We'll put it this way for me. I want the Cardinals to win, but I think the Seahawks are going to win, and I'm just going to leave it at that. I really think that Russell Wilson is just performing just as good as he has in the past, and there's nothing that's going to get in their way. Tyler Lockett's just catching touchdowns like crazy. And DK. And, and yeah, DK. And DK. Yeah, They're just, yeah, it's, it's a weird prediction for me. I think, I, 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 think I, I think the Seahawks I'm going to say this. One. I'm going to say this. I love that you picked Arizona. Because I like disagreeing with you. <laughs> I'm going Seattle on this one. Because the Arizona is not going to be the team to take down the undefeated Seattle Seahawks. And here's why. Here's why. You know why? You know why? They lost to the Lions. Look, dude, the Detroit the Lions, Lions aren't They bad. had a great game. The Detroit Lions, but, I will stand by uh, this, and I told you this early in the season when, when the Lions were playing well on offense. The Lions cannot close out a game. I cannot tell you how many times this past season... 14 points against the Saints I cannot tell you first quarter. how many times this past year, like I said before, I went to school in Michigan, cannot tell you how many times that me and my buddies were just nonchalantly paying attention to the games, but they're all happy that, oh, the Lions are going to win this week, and then you look up at, at 4 o'clock and you're like, oh my God. They got strong. They somehow lost the game. And it was a lot of the time in the last five seconds of the game on, on a field goal. Absolutely. But... With that being said, the Lions are a good team. So I'm not going to discredit the Cardinals for losing to the Lions. I'm staying by what I said. I'm picking the Cardinals. All right. Jacksonville at the Chargers. I'm going... I am going the Chargers. I'm going Chargers. never find Chargers me picking the one. Jacksonville Jaguars. I have no faith in Gardner Minshew. James Robinson is not good. I had Keelan Cole on my fantasy team. Traded him after a week. I'm pretty sure I, I just got offered Leonard Chenault or whatever his name is. Who, who even cares? He's terrible. The Jacksonville Jaguars are horrible. Don't even ask me about them ever. Again. All right. Um, here's my opinion. I think Keenan Allen gets upgraded to act. He's questionable right now. I think he gets upgraded to active. And I think the Chargers win. I think Keenan Allen has a big game. I think Hunter Henry gets a lot of big-time plays. Maybe not a lot of touchdowns. Maybe not a lot of points in fantasy. But he's going to get some big-time plays. And I think that the Chargers win. But if Jacksonville happens to win, please just... Gardner Minshew, just throw the ball to DJ Chark every time, okay? He's on my fantasy team. Throw it to him every time. Don't disrespect my boy Justin <laughs> Herbert, dude. Justin Herbert's got this. All right. He Justin Herbert should have beat the Saints. Tell you that. Okay. We're going to talk about this. I'm going to go into a little bit more detail on this because if I just say this on the podcast, I'm, I have no respect going forward with them. Jacksonville's going to win this game. And I will tell you exactly why right now. The Chargers, in my mind... I think we can agree. Are very similar to the Colts. Agreed. Great. A great no. court. How? No. How, do, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I would not. No. The the, the Chargers think, defense think, is not top ten. No. Look at look, look at it this way. What? Chargers defense is pretty good, dude. I wouldn't say top ten. 
Chargers defense. Not as good as the Colts. Chargers defense reminds me of like a rocking boat where it can Chris sink Harris, at any time. Casey Hayward. Dude, all I'm saying Melvin is. Ingram, Joey Bosa. So you're putting Joey Bosa. Joey. Top, top three. Top three. Top, top three. Top three. Joey Bosa. Maybe top defense. one. Maybe top, top one. It's a great defense. But is the Browns defense a top ten defense? Yeah, absolutely Garrett? not. Exactly. So you can't. It's not the same. Okay. 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 So I'll look at this one. Comparable in stats in the year. I'm not gonna dog on Herbert because he hasn't played the whole year. But Minshew. Definitely has a little bit of an edge. He's thrown two more picks, but he's also thrown two more touchdowns. He's thrown for almost 500 more yards. And his completion percentage. Yeah. On like 60 more attempts. Yeah. 60 more attempts, and I think I don't two know. or three more games. See, as we're running low on time, I'm just going to say that he can have his pick of the Jaguars, but the Jaguars are going to underperform. And we're going to be talking on Sunday about this segment next week and how we can just make fun of them again like we have for the last <laughs> five weeks. Because well, All right, all right, next matchup. So we're going to go, it's going to be the 49ers at New England. Jimmy Garoppolo plays good again. 49ers are winning. You're picking 49ers? Yeah. See, I tend to agree. I think I have three losers this week. And my third loser is the Patriots. I cannot believe Bill Belichick is letting what is going on right now in New England happen. It's, pro- it's it arguably is that, that loss against the Broncos is arguably his worst loss as a head coach. Easily. I, yeah, I'm going oh, with definitely. the 49ers. The 49ers are on a high after beating the Rams. I just I, I don't like the I don't like this matchup for the Patriots. I think the Patriots lose. Okay. Is it a me no? Yeah. Patriots, Patriots? No. No, 49ers, 49ers. You gotta sleep on Bill Belichick, man. That dude will not lose you, two you, weeks in a row, and I'm going the Patriots. Look, they had a bad week, okay? Cam Newton coming back. The team had two practices over 16 days. Two. Two practices. They're going to have a full week of practice. They're going to get back on the field. Bill Belichick's going to beat on them until they're ready to beat them. Look, I have, and Cam, Newton. I have Cam Newton in fantasy. I hope. I hope Cam does well. Where's it at? And I hope they win. In New England? You think the 49ers go to Foxborough? 49ers in Foxborough by a tidy or two. I'm agreeing with him. Next matchup, Kansas City at Denver. I would love to see Denver win. My family is from Denver. Um, but the Chiefs, the Chiefs are going to win. I don't Chiefs even ask. The Kansas Chiefs City Chiefs won't lose this game. This is a good matchup. Um, Fan's yeah. back, though. Fan is back for all of you listeners. They're going to lose by three points less. Buccaneers at Raiders. I like this matchup. I think Derek this, Carr... This is second place for game in the week. Derek Carr, back to our original... It's either Cardinals and Seahawks or this game. Back to our original talk from earlier in the... In the Episode. I think that Derek Carr is a top six. Really? Derek Carr is playing. He's playing. He's playing well. very well. He's playing. He's playing. Right now. Right now. Right now. Right now. I. I'm taking. It's arguable. I'm taking. If he's not top six, he's around six. He's I think seven, he's top, eight. He's probably top twelve. I'm taking Raiders. Really? I'm taking Raiders too. Wow. I'm taking Raiders. You guys sleep. I'm going Tampa Bay, and the X factor of that game is Ronald Jones. Ronald Jones will go for 100 yards plus in that game and two touchdowns as well. I think arguably Kareem Hunt and Ronald Jones have the two best running back performances this week. Go ahead. Okay. Next Buccaneers. game. And Chicago final game. at the Rams. All right. This pains me because one of my better friends from school likes and actually loves Chicago. He's from Chicago. I, I don't think Chicago pulls this game out. Five and one, I think it's a fluke. I don't think the Chicago Bears are going to pull fluke. the fluke. I think it's a fluke. Here, heard it first, Chicago. I think it's a fluke. a fluke. It's a fluke. Five and one. Here's my two opinion. Two and three or three and two. 
Here's my opinion. I think or three and three. Some game three and three. I agree with that. I think they should be three and three. There's really, no, there's no way they should be wow. as much of a second half okay. team as they are and winning that many games. So second half team. They, what's, what's, I'll tell what you why. Do you win no, it? I'll tell you why. The, I'll tell you why the Chicago Bears are as good as they are. It's one player. Who is it? Will Fuller. No. Mitch Trubisky. No. You have him on your <laughs> fantasy team. Allen Robinson. Allen Robinson. Difference maker. The top five garbage player in the league, and all they do is garbage time. All it is is garbage Oh, come on. Time. It's, not garbage time. Time. It's, 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 it's not garbage time. It's not down 17 points. Yes, but they are. Dude, they've come back by 21-point deficits. That's all I'm saying is when you but have it's overrided as garbage, garbage time. time if they come back and win. You have a top five wide receiver on your team, you're going to win a lot of games. But all I'm saying is it's a fluke. I don't think Allen Robinson performs as well as he could this week. I'm not. I'm taking the Chargers. Back to my soul action. Wait, Rams uh, or Rams? Rams. Sorry, not the Chargers. Oh. Not the Chargers. I'm the saying their season has been part way a fluke. Part way a fluke. But I don't think the Rams take this one. Are the no? I don't think the Rams are the team to stop the fluke. Like wow. stop, so stop the Chicago. comeback. I'm going Chicago. Okay. So you Rams and Chicago on the on the tiebreaker here. I'm going Chicago. I'm going Chicago. Look, I, I'm, I'm a diehard Jacks fan, and I have insane love still to Jalen Ramsey, great defender. But I think this Bears team is the best they've looked in a really long time. That defense is very underrated. They've made steps in the right direction. And I think Big Dick Nick himself. Credit Nagy. Nagy's, Nagy's doing very well. I, I think, think I think he's is a good fit there, and I think that that team's starting around very well. And I, I'd like to see what they go forward. David Montgomery too, uh, young running back, looks great. All right, that's gonna wrap it up. Those were our picks. That was our podcast, our first episode. So hopefully you tune in for episode two, which will be coming out. Uh, coming out this week. This this yeah, Thursday. This week sometime yeah. Thursday. This, this Thursday. 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 Plan on Thursday. Um, hope to see you guys there. Yeah. Thank you. Awesome. Thank, Thank you very you much. Bye. That was...